Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and no sleep for anyone when the forest floor could swallow you whole. <laughs> I'm David Knight, your Dungeon Master, and I'm joined by this selection of plant food. So say hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Hi. What is the nutritional value of the party, do you think? Mm. Tasty. Tasty. (laughs) (laughs) Whilst we figure out the calorie content, let's cue the theme tune. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice. Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice. Seize your sheets and D20. Let's play D&D. You'll have your character swaggers with daggers in each hand. You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans. Take a turn when checks are missed. Roll initiative. Brandish your blades. prosthetic forearms dashing out of reach you gave chase managing to capture only one but losing the others worried they would lead anyone back to ferrocene it was decided to let the last arm go and to take the box and broken arm with you so that she could deny any blame after a quick evening meal made by juna you made your goodbyes to myra and set out into the golden forest briefly conversing with a chipmunk as you went (laughs) Attempting to. (laughs) Enkidu and Juna took first watch, sharing moments of self-reflection and snap judgments. And during the next watch, whilst Gaius decided not to lie to Gwendolyn about his siblings, the ground they all slept on rose up to swallow him. A chaotic battle ensued as a shambling mound began lumbering away to consume Gaius in peace. 
Ruana and Aggie were scattered with a misplaced thunder wave, and Oren once again accidentally <laughs> aided the enemy with his choice of spells. With the bard freed, you began to carefully retreat, breaking apart the pursuing mound. Worried that there might be more of them out there, you glanced around, realizing that there was no way you could tell if there were. And that's where we pick up. So you're all in the Golden Forest. It's probably about two or three in the morning at this point, so still dark. But you've all been very rudely awakened. Your stuff is scattered on the ground. The shambling mound itself has been broken apart with an eldritch blast. What are you doing? Is everyone okay? How's everyone feeling? Yep, fine. Uh, is anyone got a toothbrush? I got like moss stuck in my teeth galore. <laughs> I tusk guy uh, my water skin. Anybody missing anything? Where's my. Juna, did you find that pearl? <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> oh, yes, I did! Oh, my God. I'm glad you reminded me. I have a very bad track history of forgetting to give pearls to the people who they belong to. She reaches inside the caddy and pulls out the pearl. There you go. Thank you. Uh, That would not have been good if I lost that. Um, Right, I'm going to go around and look for the remnants of that teapot. Um, Can I investigate the mound? Yeah, if you like. What what kind of thing are you looking for? Um, Magic. I'm not the best for Mm -hmm. this, but I'm just curious. Yeah, to see if there is anything, like, obviously magical. Yeah. Beyond the fact that it was, like, moving plant. A life. moving yeah. plant, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juno's going to keep her eye on Enkidu from a distance. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> How does Enkidu, like, look for magic? He's not, like, poking it with a stick or anything. <laughs> He's going to set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. If it like... burns, it's not a witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. Um... <laughs> Am I rolling Arcana or Nature? Um, yeah, an Arcana or Investigation, whichever it is. Like, if you're, like, sifting through to find something specific, maybe it's Investigation. But if you're trying to, like, suss out whether or not there is any, uh, like, magical knowledge involved in this thing, then go with an Arcana. I'll let Arcana? you choose. Arcana? It'll be a minus one anyway. <laughs> so that's a 17. Oh, a 17. All right. Yeah, as you're sort of, like, pulling through it, just having a quick check over, you're quite happy that this creature is dead. It's not going to come back anymore. The way you guys have like blasted so many parts of it off. Your knowledge of the thing will say that part of your studies when you were back sort of working in the, in the, uh, the palace and like training there, like there was a little bit of like arcane tutoring as to like, you know, you have to know your enemy to be able to defeat them, right? And so like a, a standard wilderness and like known danger are these shambling mounds that are creatures given life by uh, like lightning energy that then coalesce into not necessarily evil but like dangerous predatory traps i suppose that they can disguise themselves in as exactly that happened to you guys can disguise themselves in forestry floors or in swamps in places that they look and can blend into the the landscape as much as possible and then grab people or creatures that get a little bit too close and like consume them as any plant would, just with a bit more aggression. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Could I, off the back of that, do a check to see if the like using a part of the dead shambling mound is any good to do any magic? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a make an arcana check of your own. 
Yeah. You're gonna dissect this thing. <laughs> Natural twenty. Mickey is holding it up to the camera. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like whilst you can see that this creature is very much dead, you can imagine that, like, sort of taking, uh, especially the plants that were growing on it or like some of the dirt you're not entirely sure like exactly what kind of spells you're going to be able to use that form but it's definitely going to be able to be used as a component in in some spell casting could i just sort of take some off yeah absolutely i mean this thing is scattered uh, across the floor and especially where it had gotten up and started like dragging itself through the the underbrush there's a very clear distinction between it and the surrounding trees and things uh, yeah i'd like to gather some and be like and sort of almost like beckon Orin over and be like, this looks like this might be useful. I'm going to take some and pop it in the caddy. Um, uh, all right. Just feels like something you might be interested in at some point, Orin. I just wanted to let you know. Oh, just so you know, um, maybe don't suffuse it with um, lightning-based energies. Just something I've read that's came to mind. Um, ah. Yeah. Life of the forest brought to life with lightning-infused magic and as a kind of trap of some sort. So, um, yeah, just be right. careful. So, lightning gloves a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah Orin, question. Yeah. Um, are you trying to kill us? <laughs> Says yeah. the guy who thunderclapped us after we tried to save him. Touche, touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sending you a repair bill for one goose. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I got a bit of, I got a bit of panic attack in there and uh, just... Uh, I had to get out somehow, and it didn't work still, but, you know, it was a damage of three after all that build-up. <laughs> Talking of geese, David, hmm. is there any of this herbs and incense to at least one gold piece worth? I'll tell you what, like, I, for that last one gold piece, you can definitely use pieces of the of the, of the dead mount. shambling mound. Nice. Yes, yeah. definitely. That, that can sort of just make up that last gold piece worth of, of like, herbs and plant life and stuff that you need to, to burn. I'm going to start casting Find Familiar and uh, try to get Rowana back in an hour. This time I'm going to um, have her back as a cat. Mm, nice. Mm. What kind of cat? I think like a little black cat. Mm, nice. A, a kitteny cat. Oh. A little cat for a little woman. <laughs> <laughs> just, just flavor. Enkidu, you say that you know a bit about this shambling mound thing and. And it's brought to life with electricity, lightning, like what Orin can do. Do we think these were created by the Wingthrops as intentional traps? Definitely a possibility. Could be a sign that we're close to the workshop. Mm. The research that I that I did many all those years ago, but um, I specifically remember the example being told me to be of use for traps of some sort. You know, some kind of proximity trap, similar to your alarm spell. So um, perhaps we're close. Okay, well that that's good. Maybe a little bit scary, but we're we're close. Um, right. Well, maybe. I mean, we've only been travelling for a few hours, though. Oh, true, true. But perhaps it, you know, the closer you get, the more dangerous it's going to get. Maybe this is just the tip of the iceberg. Do we want to like press forward tonight? We need to rest. Yeah. We really need to rest. And maybe if there's more of these around travelling around in the forest in the middle of the night, it's maybe not the brightest idea either. I don't know if this is a weird idea, but perhaps we'd be safest actually setting up camp on the dead shambling mound? We know it won't wake up again. No. 
Yeah, you know what? That's true, actually, because at least then we know that that is definitely dead and there's nothing that's alive that's going to come up from underneath us. That is clever, Gwen. Unless yeah. I zap it with electricity. Yeah. Yeah, don't zap it with electricity. <laughs> Put your gloves away, Orin. <laughs> <laughs> but think of the science. <laughs> yeah. It's like Dr. Frankenstein. It's <laughs> yeah. <just> like, no. <laughs> I've made a monster. Like, scare any others away, like, look what we did to this one. That could be you. Guy is going to start collecting his things and collecting general, like, stuff from our campfire and putting it up on top of the mound. Mm-hmm. Then. Mm, Dylan will go and help him as well and say, we shall continue that conversation, but maybe tonight is not the night. That was privately too. <laughs> Guy solemnly nods and busies himself and tries to distract himself with moving things. Mm. And Kidu is going to grab Orin for a second. Listen, um, I've got an idea. I'm not sure how this works, but um, mm-hmm. I've had this idea since we saw that contraption back in the shed. You know, the thing that cancels out magic. Oh, um, yeah, the yeah, anti-magic thing. Yeah, but um, I think I can do something similar to, to that. But it only lasts like a, a second. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't we take watch together and I'll show you. And then maybe there's a way for you to replicate that. I don't know. Uh, sure. Yeah, if you want. Yeah. If you're not knackered already. <laughs> no, no, I'm all right. Um, okay. once I have a few hours of kip, I should be okay. You know, I wasn't hurt or anything. So I was just checking, like, we're definitely going to have like a long rest then. It's not going to be like a, uh, a short rest or anything like yeah. that. I mean, you were, you were most of the way through a long rest. So I'll say, obviously with this interruption, it's been extended a little bit, but like four or five hours rest, which would bring you to the morning anyway would be enough for everybody to, to, to get the benefits for long rest. Yeah. Oren's not taking a watch yet either, I don't think. Well, I'll make you a cup of twain tide. I'm going to be up for an hour or so before All I right, go okay. and, and have a rest. So if you, if you fancy a cup, I'll, uh, I'll make you a cup and then head to bed. Any, um, in that case, then, um, Oren and Kidu, are you doing okay for health? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, for health. Oren's looking peaking fine. <laughs> yeah. Fine, fine. In that case, then, Guy's going to leave it to you and he'll go to bed. Gwendolyn's going to crash as well. I, I make them both a cup of tea and just sort of sit around hobnobbing and then at the end of an hour I've been sort of I've got the, the tea on the go but then sort of on the side of the fire I've been sort of like putting in like different herbs and um, a bit of dirt and a bit of shambling mound um, <laughs> and she just sort of like waves her hands and then you hear her go and then out of the fire jumps a little black cat nice that that Juna just sort of leaves with the boys as she goes to to bed does Juna make the noise Juna makes the noise and then the cat (laughs) so that's how Juna chooses the animal (laughs) that's canon that's canon it's the first time it's the first time I've properly like cast it it's been a bit more like and then this happens and now I fully get it so I'm making it that's nice love it it. nice nice so Orin well I thought um Miss Setball wouldn't like to hear this kind of thing. I saw her reaction when she saw the device and she didn't seem keen in the idea of technology being able to dwarf magic. But um, I mean, when I saw it, I thought instantly that could keep yeah. us safe, protect us from people like the consortium and whatever lies in that workshop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But um, it's something I read a long time ago, but now that I'm on this path with these new abilities, I think, I c- I think I've, I've reached a place where I can use this now. So to demonstrate, maybe you can cast this yourself or replicate it somehow can I ask you to start casting a spell of your choosing 
Yeah, I guess I technically don't really cast spells. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> says Ben. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, sure, what, do you want me to try and attack you or something? Yeah, you could try chuck something at me. I will, I will try, and what shall I do? <laughs> do you want me to chuck something big at you? Well, I'll, I'll back up about 20 feet, and I say, sure, just, just, uh, Make sure it's not, you know, a massive fireboard or something. I in his bedroll just rolls a bit further away from the, <laughs> <laughs> from the boys' experiment that's going on over here. Okay, I think let's just keep this. Uh, let's keep this fairly simple. So uh, Orange is going to pull out his um, his welding torch uh, or blowtorch, rather, I should say, of firebolts and. Let's just aim it slightly away from Enkidu, but sort of in the direction of Enkidu, but off-axis slightly, and fire it towards Enkidu. Uh, as soon as the blowtorch starts um, starting up, I hold out my hand and counterspell the blowtorch. <gasps> the blowtorch, because it's like, what, that's a cantrip. That's right? a cantrip, yeah. Yeah, that, that goes instantly, fizzles oh. out. Yes! That's a bit worrying, actually, that you can just do that. <laughs> Okay. That is sick. But this this could be useful. What if we walk into a trap in a room or some kind of like monstrosity comes to life? Maybe if I can feel the source of magic of you know what's being cast, I can put a stop to it. Maybe there's um there's some kind of formula that we can get together and create a blueprint of some sort and maybe a little device that could keep us safe, keep it in camp even. I don't know. Yeah. The possibilities are there, but I'm not of the smithy kind of mind that lies with you. Yeah, I'll get thinking. That could be handy. Yeah. Add something to the dragon. Imagine counterspelling something even further away from you than you're actually capable. I think I've got a range about 60 feet. I can feel How many it. times can you do it? I firebolt him again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I counterspell it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I've got. I can only do that twice a day. I throw the sticky tape of mending at him. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, tape. Do I, what do I do with this? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Can I have that back? Sorry. <laughs> so, well, maybe if I teach you um, how I come about it and however you replicate this, I don't know, translate into whatever artificer. Does that vocabulary exist or is that player? Vocab. Yeah, artificers are yeah. unknown things in the same way that wizards and I say warriors then. Yeah. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> warriors is not a class, Dave. Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> um so are you guys doing anything else with the rest of your watch? Orange is gonna sit and tinker for the rest of the watch, if he may. Um mm-hmm. namely he would like to he'd like to do several things. He'd like to repair the teapot with his sticky tape mending. Mm. Um, until it's back in shape and then stick the pearl back in and eventually by the morning create Aggie 2. Um, <laughs> Aggie Mark 2. Yep. <laughs> Aggie 1 is dead. Uh, yep, this is Aggie yeah. 2. Um, she's, uh, I'll put a little bit of extra metal on just to, as it were, give her an extra hit point. Um, <laughs> level 6. She just looks a bit more hench than the last yeah, Aggie. Just, she's just a little bit heavier duty. Um, <laughs> looks like she could take slightly more of a hit. And then also, Orin's going to grab a few other bits out of his bag and rebuild his goggles of dark vision as well. Because... Mm-hmm. Now he can have three infusions. Hooray. Ooh. <laughs> Just realise, I didn't say at the top of the episode that you've all levelled up. 
But yes, obviously we've had that discussion. That was in <laughs> side bonus content. Check out our Patreon. Um, <laughs> but Always selling. Like I, I like the narrative that like as the end of the rest, sort of everybody's waking up. Like you do feel the experiences that you've had over the last few days. <laughs> it's literally just days ago that you met Myra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the experience of all of that has just allowed you all to like slowly express more of your your potential. So the other thing that Orin is doing uh, during the course of the next four hours, if or however long it is, um, happily chatting away to Enkidu if Enkidu's staying up or whatever at the same time, is that he's gonna he's gonna pull out the blueprints that he copied from Myra's uh, traveling workshop. Um, mm. and he's going to spend a few hours and it's probably not perfect to start with, but he's going to, with his backpack, kind of construct his own little traveling workshop, um, oh, out yeah. of that, um, in order that he gets better at using tools, everybody. By the end of the night, he's, he's constructed himself a little sort of mini traveling workshop, work in progress, but, uh, yeah. Nice. nice. Moana um, thoroughly does like cat getting in the way, but trying to help. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> get out get out the traveling workshop Rana. Oh, okay. yeah, come here come here come here I'll, 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 I'll grab her and sit with her it's because the traveling workshop's a little bit warm that's why it's just like I think she likes it <laughs> yeah so the following morning it's quite warm actually again like as as you're getting further into the year the days are just getting that little bit nicer and even under the 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 yellow canopy of the trees the the heat does still come down from the the sun it's a completely clear sky from what you can see through the trees and you're quite happy to know that nothing else has leapt out and tried to eat any of you during the night what is your plan for the morning which direction are you headed uh do we what's the compass say is it changed or oh, is it yeah. still pointing yeah, yeah, Orin, what, what way should we be going i'll pull out the compass and have a look mm-hmm. can you make um a a survival check with advantage, please, Warren. Yeah, I can. Yikes. Not good, guys. Eight. Um, obviously, you still know, like, the, the actual direction that you need to head, but you, you can't really tell whether or not it's necessarily changed from the night before, especially having, like, moved from where you set camp. Maybe it's just, like, early morning. You've been working on your table and on Aggie and stuff all night, so you're just a little bit like, oh, well, it's that way. <laughs> like, I know yeah, that's the way we It's basically that way. Uh, Somewhere over there. Oh, sorry. Long night. Shall we get some um, bird's eye views? Scout ahead. Uh, yeah. Aggie 2. Meet everyone. This is Aggie 2. Oh. Ruana goes and gives Aggie 2 a little, like, nozzle. So uh, what's, uh, what are the features of uh, Aggie 2? What, what can she do? Well, she's like Aggie 1, but um, I put that extra bit of metal on there. I mean, it was a teaspoon at one point, but I reckon that's a little bit of armour. Uh, just kind of welded that on. Seemed like a good idea. Can she uh, retrieve information for us? Like, are you able to like know where she goes or link nope. with it somehow? <laughs> that would be a good idea. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> some sort of tracking thing. I'll oh, think about that for the Aggie Three. Don't listen to that, Aggie. You're the only Aggie. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't mind uh, climbing up one of these trees as well to see uh, what I can see. I'll race to Aggie up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. why okay. not? Come on, Aggie Two. Let's see what you got. DM, I'm looking for the most sturdy but tall tree that I think I can climb. Uh, make a nature check for that. Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, yeah, you find one that you're like the branches are spread out enough that like you you feel like you can climb them quickly. Uh, but they also look like pretty sturdy. That like if if you were to like hold on to one 
to stop yourself falling, you're pretty certain that you'd get to the top without any breaking. All right. She does a few stretches. Okay. Ready, Aggie? Yep. Come on, Aggie. Okay. And she's going to climb up tree as fast as she can. Aggie is <laughs> going to fly 60 foot around. <laughs> is, that, is that how fast no, Aggie can fly? No, 30 foot and then a dash. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. My speed is now 45, having wow. leveled up. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna use my full movement and dash as well. You're running up the tree, essentially. yeah, basically. Um, it gets to the point, Gwendolyn, that you are moving so fast that you like almost approach the top of the tree and have to like grab on to stop yourself from running <laughs> off the top. You definitely beat Aggie up to the top. Okay, <laughs> Aggie just carries on then flying up afterwards, <laughs> even uh, higher. Yeah. Um, whilst you're up there, Gwendolyn, make a quick if you could make a survival check for us as well. That'd be a unnatural 21. Oh, oh. very nice. Ooh. Is it a natural 21? No, but Vicky said it once and I love it. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you're glancing across the treetops, and it is a beautiful sight to behold, all different sort of shades of, of yellow, some oranges, like some patches of green across sort of like here and there as well. And with like the morning sun, like glinting across the, the whole lot, it is beautiful to sort of feel yourself like sat in amongst it all. As you glance around, though, in roughly the direction that the compass is pointing, you notice that there is um, sort of a wider area where the, the colours seem a little bit paler and the trees seem just that little bit shorter, like they've got slightly stunted growth compared to the trees around them. And yeah, that catches your eye. So it's interesting from where, from where you are, it looks like it's a very clear shape, sort of almost, almost triangular. Ah. Where of these trees it's very unnatural the way they sit in amongst the others Gwendolyn takes that in and takes a moment just to be in this place and take in all this beauty takes a big deep breath and tries to kind of you know think about harnessing her key and really trying to connect with some of the things that she's been trying to connect with and she feels kind of a slight magical pulse through her fists which kind of surprises her and she kind of takes that in and goes Time to go back down. And she starts making her way down as quickly as she can down the uh, tree as well, showing off a bit. <laughs> Aggie will race down after. Yeah. <laughs> Aggie's still very much in <laughs> racing mode, has forgotten to check anything at the top. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something quite strange when I was up there. Seems like the way that the compass is pointing us in, uh, there's a group of trees almost in the shape of a triangle. <gasps> that seem to be paler and and more stunted. The triangle is the shape the of wing the thru- wing family thru- thing yes. with, the, with the three cocks in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how, that is cool. How far away does it look? Oh, um, with a 21, probably four hours walk, you'd say? Yeah, I'd say about half a day's journey and we should be getting there by lunchtime. Okay. Well, then let's let's go, shall we? Okay. I think so. Beautiful. Yeah. Let's do it. Right. Shall we have a march in order? Keep her eyes out. That sounds like a good idea. Anything could be alive in this forest. Anything could happen in the woods. Gwendolyn will go up front. Sure. I'll take the rear. June is going to go in front of Enkidu. Oh, I need Orin near the front with me as well, actually, with that uh, compass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll need to go at the front because I know where I'm going. <laughs> oh, my Sorry, just remembered. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'll go in the middle. No, no, no. I'll go in the front. <laughs> Guy will follow in the back and then get out his lute and start like tuning it and then playing a little song like Into the Woods, Into the Woods, 
just like listening to what like Orin was like murmuring earlier on and then he gets like a sharp look from maybe Enkidu and then like puts his loot down <laughs> gets a sharp look from the Stephen Sondheim estate and puts his loot down <laughs> <laughs> yeah so as you're moving along Enkidu is your sort of or Enkidu and Gwendolyn is your sort of like taking the, the, the front and the back can you both make perception checks please and Orin if you could make a survival check okay uh, with advantage Woo-hoo. with the compass the 13. Oh, that's better. 18. I'm too busy listening to Guy's beautiful music. <laughs> uh, 14 for me. And stroking my new Rowana. <laughs> yeah, uh, with uh, with Orin sort of guiding you along and uh, everyone keeping a, a good enough watch, the four hours actually passes uneventfully. It's really quite nice and relaxing walking through this through this forest. It's never too cold at any points like there's no like real breeze coming through the trees the uh the sort of the scents from the flowers are are quite fragrant so it's much nicer smelling than a lot of the places that you've been in compared to the Lockholt wood this is almost like a little paradise there's a, a few sort of small running streams that you have to jump over but apart from that it's a very easy stroll eventually you come toward the edge of where what Gwendolyn had spotted and yeah, with with her sort of pointing out, you can see that very clearly there is almost like a, a line between between the the more flourishing trees and between the, the slightly paler ones. It's not hugely obvious straight away. Like if you had just been strolling through the woods, you probably wouldn't have noticed at all. But actually, having that awareness, you suddenly realise, yeah, there's a very clear line. Are you happy to sort of press into the that part of the forest? What's on the other side of this like line? Is it like a path in the woods, or is it like? Nope, it's just trees. It looks like the rest of the wood. You just notice that the the, the plant life beyond this line is. It just looks a little bit less healthy. I put Rowana down on the floor, and she knows exactly what to do, and she just sort of wanders over the line. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. She sort of turns around and goes. <laughs> uh, Orin, do you have your goggles set to detect stuff? Not this second, but I can do. I don't know. I just don't know what to expect. I'm expecting something, not some, not exactly something to jump out, but obviously something is not of the norm. And it just looks like the the normal forest is more deader. More deader? That's <laughs> Less healthy, <laughs> yeah. Less like healthy, thank you. There's still like the plant is the plants and the trees are still very much growing. They're just yeah, they just don't look as saturated. Exactly. Yes, we carry on, we just we just keep our eyes. I mean, out. I don't mind waiting a little bit yeah. if it means that we could use some of your goggle skills, uh, if you or would you rather well, not? Whilst we're waiting for Orin, uh, Enkidu, I was I was quite inspired by what you did yesterday, and I spent the night dreaming about it, and and I sort of woke up this morning. She gets her quarter star, she sits on it, and just sort of takes off into the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. oh wow! Yes. Uh, yes, this is Juno's new spell. Yes. <laughs> um, did you just cast? Fly. Fly, yeah. yeah. Amazing. To impress us, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but also, she says, I could just sort of have a little bit of a look. And so she sort of just... Okay, do you want to take take Aggie too with you while you go? I'll carry <laughs> Come on. Come on, Aggie. 
So yeah, her and Aggie. Orin is sort of... like a pushy mum with his. <laughs> <laughs> go on, are you going? Oh, you take Aggie as well. Aggie, go on. It'll be a good experience. Go on. I know you've got a familiar, but you can take you can take my Aggie. <laughs> look, if you're looking yeah. after She's... one familiar, you might as well look after two. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's happy to have Aggie with her. This gives Juno like a list of Aggie's like allergies. Like now, he, she takes medicine every three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't sit her in front of Teletubbies. It overexcites her. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly. I can only do it for ten minutes and with concentration. So I'm not gonna do much. But I'm just gonna sort of fly up just to sort of have a bit of a, a sort of scale on now that we're a bit closer. What what we can see sort of inside yeah. there. Um, so yeah, from a from a bird's eye view, make a quick um, perception check for me, please. As you do a quick perimeter sweep, as it were, mm-hmm. around this triangle, it is it is quite large, but with you've got more than enough time to get around it in ten minutes. From above, it looks like trees right the way across. You can't see any buildings, you can't see any, any sort of man-made structures anywhere, actually. The only thing that you do notice is that toward the centre, in a slight clearing amongst the trees, you sort of fly overhead, you can see two golems. Much like the ones that you saw, uh, uh, the the one that was in uh, Ferrisine's uh, courtyard, just standing probably about ten feet away from each other mm-hmm. in the centre. Do you see that, Aggie? Can you see that? She's taking care of Aggie, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apart from that, you don't notice anything unusual. Again, beyond this sort of almost planted shape mm-hmm. of, of a triangle with the trees. And at the end of the triangles is there anything that appears coggy just no no not at all not at all and yeah like the higher you fly the more defined you can see this triangular shape is and how big is the triangle probably about a thousand foot sort of from point to face that makes sense oh like diameter across kind of thing. yeah exactly yeah so it's an equilateral triangle it's equal yeah it's an equilateral triangle um, okay. and it is a thousand feet from one point to the center of the face below it. Somebody oh. else do the maths on how long that oh, would make okay, the okay. sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is this is today's maths problem with D and D. Like, <laughs> who can tell us the area of the triangle? <laughs> thousand feet. That's yeah. huge. I mean, Juna Juna does the perimeter search and then comes back and tells them exactly everything that she saw. So, but comes from the other side of where she took off from. So maybe surprises them a bit. Did you see any entry points, Miss Vaughan? That sounds insanely big i'm having a hard time imagining how big this place actually is the golems were they both facing the same direction yeah yeah they weren't facing each other they were facing they were facing the party yeah well maybe they're like the maybe they're like the door people like Mm. maybe like we go over there and we give them a secret password and that's how we get in i think i think exactly that yeah yeah so how do we do this are we doing a stealth are we walking in as invited wink just just before we go in there i just want to like be really clear about this like our task was to go and search out this place and see what the what the what the jive is and then like head on out okay yeah. right yeah. am i yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yes the, the, okay the, so the, the arch magus is um magus's descendants are likely hiding something there i think is what is what it said on the map so we find out what they're hiding yeah. We take it. I, I don't even know if that we have to take whatever it is. Like, 
Yeah, but why is like really valuable or something? Well, I okay, don't fine. think we can't take it, guy. I think if we like it, we take it. But what Oren's okay. saying is, it's uh, he wants the info, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Heron's about. Yes. Okay. And I assume, guys, for our part, um, maybe not entangle us into whatever machinations are going on there. Safety first. We see danger. We get out. Oh, hang on one sec before we stride up. I'm assuming ten minutes has passed and my goggles are on set onto magical detection. So yep. can I have a look around, see if yeah. anything things they can only see within 30 feet of them, anything magical. But if there's anything about the line, the separation from normal forest to slightly, what was the word? More deader forest. Oh my God. <laughs> more more deader. Yeah. <laughs> how, with Detect Magic, how far like through things can you see? Good question. Spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone. One inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three foot of wood or dirt. Okay, cool. And it can only see within a like thirty foot radius of where I am. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, from where you are stood at like sort of the edge of this line, there is uh, a sense of abjuration actually from the entire forest beyond it, in the more deader space. Remind me what abjuration is, there, David. Uh, abjuration is a sort of protective shielding magic. Um, Ben's pulling up his little eight schools of magic graph. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's it's the um uh, things like counterspell, for example, are yeah. abjuration spells. It's sure, it's, right, okay. It's sort of stopping <laughs> I anything. I enjoyed that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know all about counterspell. <laughs> <laughs> magic section like bookmark to my player's handbook just just for these situations. Like, yes, let me consult the book. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like and. You know, knowing that like they're keeping this area protected, that actually doesn't come as much of a surprise to you, Oren. Mm. But you don't necessarily know what kind of spell or yeah. or whatever is is cast on this area. But it's just within that area, there is just a general sense. It's not specific to the line or anything like that. It's just within that no, area, there a is general a general sense in the space. Cool. Yeah, I explain that to everyone that what I've found out. So a bit like the henge. Maybe the henge was different. That was all like right. all the schools of magic all kind of flowing together at the henge. Oh, yeah. yes. Like, there was like roots of This magic. was done by the Wingthrops, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And Gaius is going to step over the line towards uh, Rowana. Are you holding the compass, Gaius? No. Uh, you find that you cannot enter the space. Oh, oh my God. Uh... Ow, that hurt. You are right, Gaius? Yeah, I just went straight into the whatever the barrier was. My face. What? Can I reach forward to see if I can feel a barrier? There is the smallest sense of a barrier for you, Oren, but it doesn't seem to have stopped you. <laughs> okay, someone else try. Um, All right, I'll then. try. Okay, yeah. you guys try. Uh, no, uh, as each of you try, sort of you exactly as uh, Gaius had, you sort of walk up and it feels like almost like a solid wall there. I'll gingerly step forward. Oren passes over the line. Mm. Seems fine. Throw us the compass. What? Well, you just like th- throw me the compass. I'll throw the compass. I catch it. Mm-hmm. I take two steps into the barrier. Yep. You and Orin are stood next to each other. Hot damn! Oh. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I'll, I'll throw it to Gwen. I catch it and I walk through. Uh, you pass into the space as well. Okay, let's. No. <laughs> She's going to, uh, to Juna. Juna, can you bring my teapot? <laughs> Juna holds the compass, picks up Aggie, and. Tries to walk through. Yeah, you you both get in. She throws Enkidu the compass. Sure. I take it and I can I have a perception check to make sure well, you didn't disturb anything. Like there's an owl watching or there's some <laughs> kind of trap. 16. 
No, you're quite happy that actually nothing is moving about in the forest. Like the the wall itself, although you can't see it, there's been no reaction as the compass has been chucked backwards and forwards. Right. I'll take it and slowly walk and join the others. Which way is it pointing now? Um, North. Same north it was before? No. Before it was pointing toward this triangular space and now it's just acting like a normal compass. Does that mean this is where the compass was leading us to, yes? I think so. Is this a way we're going to work out who's a wingthrop? Well, the compass... Can I have a look? Can I have a look at the compass? Please, 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 please. Yeah, and I hand... Chris, I hand guys to... Wow, you crossed the dimensions. In the multiverse. <laughs> so many theories. Um, yeah, I hand guys the, the compass. I look at the compass. What do I see? Uh, it's pointing north. Okay, Juna, I throw out the compass. It's playing hot potato with the compass. Yes. <laughs> I think we should go and see these golems. Yeah, yeah, but let's just see who's definitely a wing threat. Because, like, if it's only working for Orin, then he's the wing threat. Yeah, does anything happen when Juna holds it? It's still pointing north. Throws it to Enkidu. I catch it with the mage hand instead. Ooh, fancy. Well, hang on. So, <laughs> what? hang on. I want to try something. I'm going to see if I can carry the mage hand outside of where the abjuration is and try and bring it back in. Uh, the mage hand sort of floats over the line with the compass. Mm-hmm. Floats back. Road to Gwen. Um, with I, the compass. Yeah. It, it's, it, it glides over to Gwen and hands her the compass. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. She holds it. I imagine it points north. It does point north. Surprising. Yeah. <gasps> You're a wingthrop. <laughs> it's going <laughs> back. Come on now. The Hang compass on, is wingthrop design. Goodness sake. North for every one of us. Uh, we're all wingthrops. There we go. The mystery is solved. <laughs> No, the, I, I will get to the adventure very quickly. But the point is that Orin <laughs> is the only one that has activation of this compass. What? Therefore, he is a wing. Hang on, no, no pass it back to me. Pass it back to me. Barrier let us through go, because it was made by a wingthrop. No, <laughs> no. Hit the compass points to this place for Orin. For everyone else, it points north. We are like Gwendolyn hands not, it back no. to Orin. What I'm holding it. Is, is it, it pointing? still pointing north, or where's it pointing? It points north for Orin as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think your theory works. God. Oh my gosh. Cut all that. that no, was don't cut any of that. That's that great seeing Guy go through that. I thought I was like. In. No, it's staying in. No, I think the compass was leading us here yeah, into of these two golems. So I think yeah. let's go see the golems. Yeah. Yeah, all right. And he <laughs> kicks his feet. The compass was made of a bit of that golem. And it said mm. yeah. in the, the blueprint that I read that it was going to point towards kind of. I had, we had to use a bit of the golem, so maybe it's pointing. It was pointing to these two over here. Yeah, maybe it's like a kind of long distant magnet of some sort. Yeah, mm. yeah, okay. She pats him on the back and starts striding. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know which way she's going. Which way are we going? Oh yeah, Juno, you lead the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, this way, the way that she perceives to be towards the golem from when she did her yeah flying, and especially as you sort of have that uh, that bird's eye view. Uh, it's very easy for Juna just to lead everybody through the through the trees toward this clearing. And Aggie as well obviously knows very clearly what's going on. Yeah, obviously Aggie does. <laughs> she just can't tell anyone. <laughs> um, so as you sort of approach, there is uh, the trees do thin out just a little bit. Not a huge amount, but enough that Juna could have spotted this space from above. And there are two uh, golems, almost identical to the one in Ferrisine's courtyard. Uh, except neither are holding swords. They're just stood, arms by their sides, faceless, armoured warriors. They stand about ten feet apart, uh, and there is just grass around them. They've got faces. 
There's no faces on them currently. How far are they? Probably about 30 feet from you. I'll cast Mage Hand again. Just to gently probe out in that direction. Touch one of them. Say the one on my left, on its shoulder. Let's see what happens. There's no reaction. I touch the other one. Again, nothing. Shall, shall we approach together? Potentially we can approach together. Or I'm wondering whether we can do a little experiment slightly inspired by Guy's idea. Mm-hmm. Of taking it in turns to walk in front of one of them. Yeah? Sure. Okay. Okay. I guess I'll go first. I'll walk up to the golems, like, tentatively. Uh, when you're about 15 feet away, uh, blue outlined faces appear on both of them. And almost in unison, they say, state your purpose. I'm here for the test. Juna runs up and stands next to him and says, <laughs> we're here for the test. Multiple potential spouses detected. Oh. State the number of participants. Five. Only two detected. Gwendolyn runs up. I'm here for the test too. Sorry I'm late. Yeah, me too. I love tests. Is Gaius running up as well? Yeah. Gaius runs forward. Orange hanging back for a minute. Untested wing trap detected. Multiple potential spouses detected. What, what did it say? Gaius <laughs> oh, is a wing thrup. <laughs> what did it say? <laughs> Untested wing thrup detected. Multiple potential spouses detected. <laughs> Chris is so confused. Gwendolyn like, runs back and leaves Gaius there and sees what it says. What, 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 do wait, we run back what, as well? What, like we just are going to leave Gaius I'm gonna there for a second. Wait, I'm going to stay where wait. I am. Wait, what? Guys, come here. Okay. I'll, like, shimmy up to... We're here for the test. What's our suitability for Wingthrop integration? Testing must occur before entry. State the number of participants. Two. The maze has been activated. Do you accept? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Hey, guys, calm down. No. No. And I gently grab Guys' elbow and rejoin the others. Okay. Couple of things here. Looks like... A uh, theory I had in mind before is that their Wingthrops are looking for potential people to join the family. And also one of us probably has Wingthrop heritage. I know this is an interesting mystery right now, but can I possibly ask that we set it aside and we just do this together? Yeah, no, yeah. I want to do this together. Why not for that? But he's a Wingthrop. <laughs> he's a Wingthrop. I is staring off into the distance. We can, we, can st- we can stand there one by one, just as long as nobody accepts. But it seems yeah. like we can all do it together. We can do it together. But, I don't yeah. can't do that. it together. But there's knowledge to be gained first. Well, it... let's go in. Let's do it. Come on. We go got in. a job to do. We're out in the open, mm. and we know there's going to be five of us. Yeah. So we need to get through this test anyway. Exactly. You want to stand there on your own quickly, Orin, before we go in? I do kind of want to do go it. forward. Okay, do Orin it. Orin forward. Okay. <laughs> State your purpose. I'm here for the test. Untested Wingthrop detected. No, I don't accept. I run back to the group. Okay, I'm really confused. <laughs> um, this is not one of the puzzles that David prepared. Let's go. No. <laughs> we can solve this quite quickly. <laughs> but it is good to know that that was Orin yeah. that is an undetected wind thrust. Or so But also Guy. Was it just Guy when they said that? It I was thought that's when we were Guy. And no, it was it was me, oh, yeah. you, me, you, and Kidu, and they went and Gwendolyn, oh, to, oh, and, and Gwendolyn, and yeah. then like when I Gwendolyn was Orin came, not there. No, I thought no, Orin wasn't. was no. Oh, and Kidu and Juna, uh, and Kidu and Juna were potential spouses. Then Gaius and Gwendolyn ran up, and then a 
uh, Winthrop came into the mix. So so we don't know if it's Guy or Gwendolyn, technically. Nope. Do we want to just check that before we go in as we've spent time doing this? Fine, let's do it, quick. Let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> we Gwendolyn, the stand there, quick. I've come to take the test. Potential spouse detected. All right, now we know. <laughs> we know. Guys, Guy, we... forward. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Untested wing drop detected. <laughs> oh my god, two wing drops. Oh okay. I agree. I agree with Enkidu. I'm freaking out a little bit, but we all need. We got a jab to do. Yeah. Everyone come forward. Okay, come on, come on, come on. All fine. Right, all this fine. is a mystery we could solve later. You guys completely yeah. ignored that. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what wing traps do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Let's do this. So, with you all having rushed away again, as you sort of step back into the space, uh, the faces reappear. State your purpose. We want to take the test. Yes. Yes. Untested wing throb detected. Multiple potential spouses detected. Testing must occur before entry. State the number of participants. Five. Five. The mace has been activated. Do you accept? Yes. Yes. With a, a yes from the group. The two golems turn to face each other, and the floor directly between them slides open into a very long staircase that leads underground. Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. We'll be recording our next instalment of No Small Questions on the 21st of May at 8pm BST. So if you have a question for our wisecracking bard Chris or the weaver of plots Lebebe David, be sure to get your questions to us by the 20th of May to have them considered. You can send us your questions via social media. We are at No Small Roles on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Facebook by searching No Small Roles and our Discord link is in the show notes patreon subscribers will as usual be invited to join us in the zoom live to ask questions see our actual faces and just hang out after the recording which is always lovely so to find out how you too can join us head over to www.patreon.com forward slash no small roles this week, we'll be releasing another behind-the-scenes video of Vicky and I levelling up and generally trying to learn more about D&D on the Patreon. We also recently added access to a video where Daryl shares some of his martial arts training and inspiration behind Enkidu's fight style. Very interesting and well worth the watch, dearest Twain Tide lovers. And if you are taking a moment to enjoy a hot beverage like Twain Tide or other teas are available, why not couple it with something? A brew and a review on iTunes or wherever you prefer to write your reviews. Your recommendation may help more possible Twain Tiders to find the show. A brew and a review. All that's missing is a biscuit. So while I go in search of a custard cream, let's get you back to the action. I, I, I say to Irene, you got a light source. Do you need something? Nope, I'm good. I'll pull down the goggles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does anybody else need a light source? Because I could solve that. You can see in the dark pretty well. I should take the front then. As we all start moving down these stairs, uh, you find yourselves in a long brass corridor. And as you reach the bottom, a single strip of light directly above you starts blinking on, leading you down. Oh, 
I'll take the goggles off. That's really bright. <laughs> uh, this corridor is probably about 100 feet long, but there is nothing on either side. Just brass. It almost feels like you're in some kind of pipe. And it's just one way. There's no other, there's no other deviations off it. No deviations. One way until you reach a door. Are you going to walk down the whole thing? Guy's is going to start walking down but having his hand along the side. How wide is it? Uh, it's about 10 feet across. Just investigating like near the stairs that we've come down, is there any other, like looks like there is any other entrance or any sort of trick around there? Uh, make a quick investigation check of the stairs. When Guy sees this, he's going to stop 10 feet down the corridor, and just freeze and look back towards Gwen. Investigation, you said? Mm-hmm. Um, 17. No. The stairs themselves, um, nothing about them seems tricky, apart from, obviously, like, the, the hatch that, like, has opened to hit you all down. Like, you can see the mechanics of that. There are gears that have sort of, like, wound it in almost. But apart from that, the stairs themselves and, like, the walls don't seem to be tricked in any way. So there's a, me- there's a mechanical hatch and it's, like, it's opened up and, like, the ground on top of it is sort of, it's revealed itself to be a sort of a fake bit of floor essentially exactly yeah 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 yeah. i mean the grass and stuff that was growing on top of it was very real but yeah there's a fake bit of no i don't think there's any any other trick around here i suppose we press on june is gonna like every like few steps just go dong 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 with her quarter staff just as they go just to sort Mm. of keep hearing if there's like a change in the pipe, but sort of confidently walking down while she does it. Yeah, yeah. With the with Gaius sort of checking along the walls, with Juno doing that. Somebody want to make an investigation check with advantage? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Unless you want to, Guy. Uh, no, you go ahead. <gasps> Another natural twenty. <laughs> yeah. No, you're very secure that this entire space is safe, for want of a better word um <laughs> as you approach the end of the uh of the hundred foot corridor juno what you do notice is that the closer you get to the door the duller that sound gets that you're making sort of to imply that there is more stuff directly yeah. underneath the pipe yeah but with guy checking the walls as well like there's no there's no way for anything to get into this pipe that you mm-hmm. can tell yeah you reach the end of the corridor and there is a brass door with no handle and the Wingthrup symbol on the front of it that uh, is painted in white. So a white triangle with white gears at each corner. Who'd like to push it open? I'll push it. Uh, Yeah, you push it open. As you push that door open, uh, you hear the hatch close behind you. Does the door open? The door opens, swings open quite happily. What you then see beyond is a large brass room again. It's a very square room, 60 foot by 60 foot, brass walls, brass ceilings, brass floor. Feels like you're in a little jewellery box. Directly opposite the door you're passing through is another door with the Wingthrop symbol on it again. Again, no handle. This sigil, this symbol, uh, is painted in gold instead. The only other thing of note in this room is that right in the centre is a solitary square table stood on a single brass table leg. And there's a few things on the table, but you'd have to get a little bit closer to necessarily tell what they are. So, Gaius, at the front of the group, are you sort of, are you all moving into the room? Yes, cautiously. Can I have a quick look on my way in at the paint on the door? Just, 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 just look at it. Just see if it's just, it's just literally painted on. It's, or is it engraved? Is it like... Um, it's, it looks like it's um, slightly uh, embossed. 
on the door, but that um, it is a, a metallic paint uh, that's been painted over like the embossed image. Um, how warm is it in this room? It's very comfortable, actually. Yeah, you don't feel too hot at all. The lighting as well, like more of this strip lighting uh, is in the ceilings. So strip lighting. you can see everything strip sort lighting. of embedded into the ceiling. Yeah. Guy's going to um, walk towards the table, but at an angle. Not directly on, but at an angle. Have I? Hang on. Like, sorry. World history check. Have, is there electricity in Tulemin that I didn't know about? Not widespread. No. Uh, they've got sort of batteries to power arcane. And obviously there are spells that you know that yeah. cast like daylight and things like that. Sure. Uh, lights in different ways. Okay. Um, you, you probably, yeah, you probably wouldn't have seen this application of those spells. We've okay. seen indoor lighting. That's what I mean. Before in Magical the Vondel lighting. bunker. But not and in also in strips. the workshop as well at um, Ferrisine's house. Oh, like right, she had yeah. in her workshop, she had it as well. What's on the table, David? So yeah, as as Gaius is sort of approaching, like yeah, not directly, but trying to edge closer to get a better look, you can see a a large coil of wire, copper wire, uh, around a what are they called spool spool. That's what I was going to say. Spoke, but that is a very different thing. Around a spool, like yeah, right, you guess maybe about. 100, 100 foot, maybe 150, 200. It's like a lot of copper wire, big old heavy thing. And next to it are four heavy duty metallic clamps of like a an iron or steel, something silvery. Are you, have you all moved completely into the room? Yeah, I, as I move into the room, if I'm the last one, if I was looking at the door paint, I'm just going to keep an eye. I'm going to gently walk away from the door because I want to see if it's going to try and shut like the other door. As you sort of move away from it, it does swing shut. Ah, okay, I wondered if that was going to happen. And then clicks locked. Guy's going to start walking towards the next door and just give it a push. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you push the door, Gaius, first of all, you feel resistance as it locks shut. And then there is, throughout the room, the sound of a, a steam engine starting, pumping air, heavy grinding metal clunks, and the walls on either side of the door start moving in. Oh, classic. So for this... We're going to do uh, a loose initiative, which means that everybody can take an action uh, before it comes back round. You can take an action, a bonus action, but I'm not going to have you roll initiative just to give everyone time, a, a little bit of time to think about what you want to do. So the walls are moving in on either side. They're moving at quite a pace. You reckon you've got about 30 seconds before they meet each other. Oh. Okay. What the table. What's on the table? Go back to the table. It's the wire and it's the four clamps. Would Enkidu know what a circuit is? You've seen wiring and stuff, like especially with Orin's uh, sort of uh, constructions, but yeah, you wouldn't necessarily know how to build a circuit, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. And there's just the table with a brass leg. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'll give the description of the table again. It's a solitary square table, what, three feet across each way. Mm-hmm. Made of? Made of brass stood on a single brass table leg and then on the table is a coil of copper wire maybe about 150 feet roughly and four heavy duty clamps made of a a silvery metal question how big is this room uh 60 foot by 60 foot or it was when you walked in Ah. (laughs) getting less (laughs) and it's just like a cuboid room rather than like a yeah exactly yeah it's 60 foot high as well and we've looked around and it's pretty much like a perfect room like smooth walls and everything yeah do we want to just, like, start trying things? Do we attach these clamps to? 
like uh, attach the clamp to the wire and then attach and see if like there's a current that's going between the two walls and then we attach them together. So just like put the clamps next to the walls and see if they connect and then see if something happens. Yeah, is there anything to yeah. clamp okay. hold of? Yeah. Uh, the door frames? I don't know. Is there? Yeah. You're welcome to make a perception check. Skill checks for this uh, will take a full action. But obviously if you've got something else that you'd like to do out of your normal features or spells and that, then you're welcome to. I've rolled a 14 perception, but I'm going to roll some extra just because I feel like we really need to know, we really need to perceive. Uh, so uh, it's 18, 21 perception. 21. So the walls are completely smooth, all four walls. The ceiling is completely smooth. There are no, even the doors have no handles. There are There is nowhere to attach the clamps to that you can see. Okay, for my action, please, can I uh, fire up immediately my goggles of magical detection? I'm going to pull my goggles down and just sort of quickly turbocharge them into into action, burn spells spell Yes, uh, and you do glance around the room. Beyond the, the things that normally everybody carries, the only new magical thing that you can see is the table leg. Ooh, the table leg. What type of magic? Transmutation. Oh, I shouted the others. Okay, the only magical thing in here apart from... Is um uh is that table leg? It's transmutation. Gwendolyn picks up the top of the table to see if it kind of lead comes free from picking up the top of the table. I'm gonna say that's your action to sort of like pick it up. Yeah. And it comes straight off. It's almost not attached to this other leg. So yeah, you pick it up, you move it out of the way. Is there something inside the leg? Is it hollow? No, it's a it's a solid brass leg. You're welcome to have a closer inspection of it with a an investigation check. That's a four minus one. It's three. I mean, it's it is quite decorated. <laughs> there are lots of uh, like as you have a quick look at it. It's a solid brass leg, but there are it almost looks like a little column. I don't know what the different types of columns are called. The one with grooves in, like a Greek kind of column, sort of thing. Greek columns. Yeah, it's like it's one of those. Occasionally, sort of to add to the decoration, there there are a few small gears and things, but that's it. Well, the only thing to clamp anything onto is this leg, right? What about the the lights in the ceiling? Do the lights stick out of the ceiling? No, they're embedded into the ceiling. Oh, no. So from what Oren has told me previously before when I bugged him about this, like the wire, the copper wire is a conductor, right? Yeah. So it, 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 it passes through the electrical charge. Yeah. So can we smash one of the lights and then bring that conduct that electricity to the walls and see if something happens if there? If we need electricity, there might be another option. I look over at Juna. Um, <laughs> we might have something that we can use if we want to make a circuit. Use it now. We can use it now. The walls are moving in. Come on. Okay. Juno, Juno, Juno. Battery, battery. I've used my action for this round. <laughs> yeah, me too. So <laughs> I kind right. of have to wait. So, <laughs> yeah, Gaius, is there, if there's anything you want to do with your action? Yeah. Um, Guy's just going to um, attach a clamp to the leg mm-hmm. and then a clamp to the wire. Cool. And that's just what he's doing for his action for the time being. Just trying something. Just like attaching things. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, in that time, sort of the walls have moved in, so you've probably only got about forty feet of space <laughs> to either side now, not to either side, across the sort of the width of the room. Is there something um, in this leg that we can use to stop these walls? I feel like the Winthrops are not people who don't leave the right things to use for the right job. Yeah. I'm happy yeah. to whip out a battery right now. I'm not against that idea, but I just wanted to say I feel like we got to use what's in here. They, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. they're you're that right, kind right. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we have yeah, another yeah. look at the table? Yep, if someone else wants to use their action to investigate it. 
Orin. Okay, uh, well, um, hang on, the table or the table leg? Uh, the table leg. I, d- okay, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. mind investigating it. If I know, I'm happy to look. To I, keep I think skills just, for I'm just things. asking at Orin for the time being. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go and look at the table leg if I can. Uh, super close. Natural one, guys. Natural one. Natural one. I mean, the walls are literally closing on you, Orin. It's really hard to concentrate. I mean, technically it's still like, a nine, but whatever. Orin, is this actually a table leg, if you said there's transmutation? So, I don't know, the walls turned. are closing in on me. Yeah. And Enkidu's trying to point out, like, the designs, and you're like, I don't know, it's just... I'm going to investigate the table leg as well. We need to know. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, oh, four. No. Oh, no. Like right there, like gathering around this table leg, and like Gaius trying to get the clamp on as well. Juno can't see anything. Gwendolyn flips over the table that she's holding, like gently putting the clamp and the thing on the floor, but she's flipping it over to see if there's anything, any signs or any information on the other side of the table. Make a, an investigation check of the table. Six. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's it's completely blank underneath as well. We're all gonna die. <laughs> Everyone uh, use their actions. Gaius, what are you I've doing with your action? action? I'm gonna, obviously, I'm gonna if look. anyone's got any bonus actions that they want to like cast spells or anything with. I'm going to have a look at the table as well because I like the sound of what Gwen's thinking. So I yep. will do my investigation. 17. 17. Not on the bottom of the, the table, but right along the edge, as like Gwendolyn's flipping it about, you just catch like the smallest glimpse of like someone scratched something into it. I'll try uh, and read it. So yeah, you run over it, you grab it, you, you have a quick read, and it just says, turn the cogs, dash, K. There are cogs on this table leg, right? And cogs on the door? Obviously that's everyone's actions. Anyone want to do anything with their bonus actions? I mean, there's a bonus action, so there's cogs on the, the, the leg. Right. Yeah. I'll turn all of the cogs with my bonus action. Mm-hmm. As the... Um, as oh, the... yeah, can we do this? Oh, yeah, we can use bonus mm, Yeah, action. no, yeah. actually, yeah. Well, that would be a use an object, so that would be a full action. Um, no, right, uh, okay. But, like, obviously you're sharing that with everyone. Yeah, I yeah. just meant more if anyone wants to, like, set up defences as the walls close in even further ah! to the point you've probably only got about 20 foot of space yeah. uh, across the width. But into your last actions, what's everyone doing? Into our last actions? <laughs> Gaius, do you want to start by running over and turning a cog? Yes, please. Okay, as soon as you do, I sort of get everybody out of the way. You grab it. The strangest thing is, as you sort of, like, try to find cogs to turn, as you're leaning into this hole, this table leg, it's really not moving against your weight. And suddenly you turn a cog, you find one that that rotates, and the entire thing shifts, and you can pick it up. I'll pick up the table leg. You can pick up the table leg. Is there anything in place of the table leg that was on the floor? No, it was the smallest mark where it was stood, but it wasn't embedded in the floor or anything. And to clarify what the writing was as well, the writing said, said, turn the cogs, dash K. So there are cogs on the table leg. Are the cogs anywhere else in the room? On the two sigils on each door, which actually, when you look back, the door that had the white sigil as you moved into the room actually has a black sigil to get out that way. Can we take the cogs out and put them in the door? No, no, no. Uh, Better question to ask is, are there grooves in the door for something to be inserted into? No, apart from the... like. Uh, Orin had investigated that beforehand, oh, yeah. so it's it's literally just um, like a slightly embossed okay. sigil that's been painted. It, can I do some sort of check to see if there is anything in inverted commas K in the room mm. to match the K? Yeah, if you want to. Is it maybe like a sign off? Yeah, I think it's a name. I don't. No. It's worth checking. Go, go for it. Go for <laughs> it. Go for it. Go for it. Oh no. 
natural one. No. Where are those natural twenties now? We're in a life or death situation. I know. Does it look like the clamps would go on the cogs in any way, or is there any like thing? No, the cogs on the um, on the table leg that's in Gaius's hand are quite small in the design. He's found a, a very small one that sort of like rotated enough that meant that he could lift it. Was that the only one that rotated, guy? I don't know. Like maybe I'll try the others. Yeah, he tries the others. Yeah, and I'll say like that's part of like the same action. Yeah, that's the only one that rotates. The doors. Turn the cogs. Turn the cogs. Yeah, I'm running. Can I run to the gold door? Mm-hmm. And see if I can turn any cogs on the gold door. Uh, no, they're all. Damn it! They're all stuck in place. Can I continue to turn the cog, or does it just stop? It sort of rotates fully one way, and then rotates back. And when I ro- when I rotate it back, switch. what happens? As you're sort of holding this table leg, you rotate it back. The whole thing suddenly locks into place. <gasps> How long oh, is the table oh, leg? No, okay, go, it, go, 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 Get it to a wall. Get it to a wall right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so okay. Gwendolyn and Enkidu have, have actions left. <gasps> we'll okay, say Gaius playing with this cog has been the full um, action. <gasps> can I take the... Because um, I hear that as a free action. And take Yeah, the like everybody's like, all of this yeah, conversation's yeah. happening yeah. right yeah. out loud. I take it to the west wall. Unlock it first. Unlock it first. Unlock it. Oh, turn it clockwise or counterclockwise? Whatever the other way is to <laughs> the witch's yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I turn it. Yeah. I turn it, yeah. Unlocks. Uh, and then where do you take it? Um, the west wall. Yeah, I mean, that's probably about five feet away from you at this point. Great. So Gwendolyn comes over and twists it the other way. <laughs> yep. The um, <laughs> the immovable table leg <laughs> locks into position oh. in midair. <laughs> and the wall reaches it and stops moving. The other one slightly carries on. And you think, this is a bad idea. Until it reaches the other end of the table leg. And also stops. So we're all sandwiched, sandwiched in. Right? Yeah, um, I mean, this table leg's about, sort of, again, three feet long. Oh, my gosh. So it is tight space. Mm. But uh, as soon as the two walls reach the ends of this uh, immovable table leg, both doors click open. Let's go! Wait, uh, we wait. didn't use any of this stuff in here. No, we did not. Let's take that with us. Great. Yep, yeah. Good idea. Yeah, talk about a red herring. Should I take the tabletop as well? No. We could maybe need it later on. Yeah. I don't know. We never know what we're going to need. It's true. Yeah, bring the tabletop. Bring the wire. Bring the clamps. Are you approaching the gold door or the black door? It's the gold door, isn't it? One forward, yeah. As you walk over to the gold door, you push it open as if it had never been locked. It swings open quite easily. And the room beyond is filled with huge brass pistons in every direction. Some very small, getting just between all of the spaces. None of them are moving, but there is no way that you can get into the room without climbing through them. I'm just Googling what a piston is. It's a mechanism that moves up and down. Okay, yeah, good, because what I just Googled is just tractors by the looks of it. So how are the how are the pistons moving, David? How are they They're moving? They're not. They're not moving. They're, not, They're moving. not moving. Almost straight away, it almost stops you getting into the room. Through the small gaps, you can see three other doors. Directly ahead of you, there is a door with a green sigil on it. To your left, you can see a door with a red sigil on it. And again, through the pistons to the right, you can see a door with a blue sigil on it. The red and the blue both seem to be blocked completely by pistons. The The machinery in front of those is completely closed, so it would be impossible to walk through. But you reckon if you could squeeze through, you could get to the green. Have we shut the door yet behind us? No. No. No, that, at this point, the amount of space in the next room means that, again, without anybody climbing through, you're all sort of just crowded at the door. Like, some of you aren't even stepping into. On the other side of the door, because on 
on the other side it had white. Is that right? No, gold. Mm-hmm. And on the inside on the of, of the, this door yeah. is a white sigil. White again. Ah. Same as on the inside of the previous room. Mm. Let's point that out. It's a white sigil again. It's okay. like it's marking the way out or something. I don't know. And now last time when we closed the door behind us, it locked the next ones in front of it and it triggered what happened. So perhaps we want to try and keep this door open till the very last moment. Yeah, the problem is last time when I came in the room, it just sort of shut behind me. I didn't close it. Maybe we just need to get as many people into the room as quickly as possible before we start the mechanism or whatever. And then the last person goes, "Okay, gang, and shuts it. I'm pretty fast yeah and i can speed quickly so yeah it's a good idea if something is triggered off i don't mind being the last person because of how quickly i can move okay, okay so it's like how about juna you go first and uh and keto and then me and, and yeah. Oren and then uh, gwen comes last i can use this tabletop to help me keep propping open the door oh yeah, yeah. good shot good idea the faces on the golems if i remember correctly was blue yes I think that's the only mention of colour we've heard, but that might mean nothing. Yeah, that's true. David, can I have a quick look round? Because my goggles of magical detection should still have a few minutes left on them. Mm-hmm. Can I just have a quick look round the room just to see if anything's magic? There's actually nothing magical in here mm. that you can see. Can I have a look and see if there is any writing that says K? Yeah. So are you is are you moving into the room, Juna, to do that? Are we we stood just inside the room, right? Or are we? Yeah, sort of just room? in the doorway, basically. Yeah, make a perception check or an investigation check because you're looking for... Oh, thank goodness. Uh, unnatural 20. Yeah. Unnatural. Oh, nice. Oh, if it's investigation, um, 21. Unnatural, unnatural 21. Unnatural 21. <laughs> <laughs> so again, just on the inside, like almost tucked behind a, a piston to your right, is again, like the smallest scratch mark that just says crawl space in center and then dash K. Who's K? I have no idea. But they were right about the last one, weren't they? Yeah, maybe maybe the point is is that this K is maybe like like it's a little cheat code for them or to help us out. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Okay, so Juno, why don't you go into the center of the room yeah. and then we'll follow. D- is there a cruel space in the center? Yeah, if you're moving into the room, can you make uh, just an acrobatics or an athletics check to like squeeze through? Is that all of us since we're all going in? I'm holding the door open. Yeah, anyone that wants to be pushing into the space basically has to make these checks to get through. Do we get to choose acrobatics or athletics, did you say? You do. I'm going to choose acrobatics and I still only rolled a six. Yeah, I'm going to try as well. Um, I said I was going to come in penultimate just after Gwen. I'm going to let the three of them go ahead, I think, and stand at the door for a Mm -hmm. minute before I follow in. Yeah, so Orin and Gwendolyn staying back at the door whilst everyone else pushes in. So six from Juna. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. 18. And an 18 from Enkidu. So Juna, you find that after like getting through the first space, that the next one, like the gap up, is just that little bit too high for you. <laughs> um, so like you like sort of jump up to like try, but unfortunately you can't. And with two guys behind you, sort of moving through other pistons and like sort of squeezing between some, they've just moved that much quicker into the room that you're like, I, I can't. Uh, so it's up to you whether or not you stay there or you move back toward the door. I feel like I should move back towards the door, but that's just not Juna. So I'm just going to stay there. Okay. So Gaius and Enkidu, as you're moving through, can you both make a quick investigation check for this crawl space? Can Gaius just have it with advantage? <laughs> yeah, no, that's absolutely yeah, fine. Minus one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the anti-orange. 22. Whoa. 22, Thank you Gaius. for that help. Sure. 
So yeah, like Enkidu, you sort of do a, a check more on the outside of the room, whereas Gaius, you then like sort of do a sort of a more localized spiral in the center. And almost directly in the center, underneath quite a large piston that is going horizontally, you find a silver sigil in the floor. And like you crawl into it and it's it's very cramped. You reckon if you sat here, you were com- you'd be completely out of out of uh, harm's way from any of the other pistons. But in this small space, there is the silver sigil on the floor. To either side of it are two silver metal rods sticking up from the ground, probably about half a foot sticking up. Yep. And on a small control panel, for want of a better word, uh, in front of you is a, a crank with uh, the options on or off. Excellent. I relay everything to the gang. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so it looks like whoever is in this like little compartment is going to be fine. But I assume as soon as I turn on, everyone's not going to be fine unless they're down here with me, which they right. can't be. There's there's only room for one. Can you get to the door on the other side? Can I, David? So we'll say with Enkidu sort of having moved around, Enkidu, you reach the green door, and that is not locked. Oh. Oh. Uh, this door seems to be open, guys. It's a bit too simple, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe we, maybe the green door's not the right door. The golems do say something about a maze, didn't they? And yeah. mazes don't just usually have one route through them. No, exactly. We've got two other doors to investigate as well. Let me just uh, size up our options, have a look at the other doors. Can I try another acrobatics check to see if I make the, <laughs> the jump? Or do I need to you wait can, a bit yeah, longer? Because I think she'd be like... I'm coming to help. <laughs> yeah, you can. So, uh, can guy? Yeah, guy pokes his foot out of like the compartments. Like, if this helps, <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It really does. Unnatural twenty. Hey, amazing. I love the idea of her just sort of like jumping and just not making it. But she yeah. finally like catches her like quarter staff to help her. Out. Yeah. Uh, so between Junior and Enkidu, sort of moving around to check the other doors. Then you can't reach the red or the blue doors. At all. There's just too much machinery completely blocking the path. Like, even Juna, like, sort of trying to get round, like, mm. smaller, tighter spaces. Does it look, though, like, if the piston started working, it would make the doors accessible? Yes. Yeah, completely. Can I pop the mage hand in front of a door, or is something constructing it from being... No, it's almost it's almost completely flush, right, okay. these pistons. Sure, 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 sure. Is it maybe that everyone needs to get to the green door... And then whoever's in here can maybe it's like a like a safe space for other people. Yeah, should we have a look? See what's through the green door. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Gwen's got the door over there, right, Gwen? I've still got this door open. Yeah. Um. If you wanted okay. to go and have a look, Orin or, or June or Orin Kidu, if you're closer to the green door to see what's in there. I'd like to try yeah. to touch the green door to make sure it doesn't just open because a wing throat touched it. Yeah. What's that theory? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go for the green door. I'm going to stick by Enkidu. Yeah, Enkidu and Juna, as you sort of move over to the green door, it pushes pushes open. Both of you can move into the next space. Glancing into that room, there is, again, it's all of these rooms have almost built on the same foundation of a 60 foot by 60 foot brass cube. This one, however, in the centre of it, it's dominated by a large 30 foot by 30 foot square cube of its own of like a black oven-like forge. There are slits all down the sides. There are hatches at every corner. But without like sort of investigating the room even more, that's what you can see straight away from the door. There's space to move right the way around this thing, but 
that's what you can see. I relay that to the others. We do. Is there a door on the other side of that room? Uh, let me check. Yep, as you sort of step in to start checking the others, uh, there are two doors in that room. Directly opposite the the door that you've just come through is a door with a black sigil on it. To your left, as you come in, is a red sigil door. And in the room, in the piston room, is the mm-hmm. red door on the left? Yes, it is. So is it possible that that red door and that red door lead into whatever that room is on the other side of that? And on the uh, other side of the the door that you've just come through, it's uh, a gold sigil instead. Oh. So it's green on one side, gold on the other. And sorry, so David, just... So there was a red... There's a red door to the left, and where's the other there's door? There's a, a red, do- red door to the left, black directly opposite. And then it's green, the one we've just looked through, with gold on the underside. That's right. And then in the room, the piston room, green is in the middle, and then red is on the left, and blue is on the right. Mm-hmm. And then there's black on the door behind us with gold on the other side no so it's um gold leading into the engine room yep white leading into the wall room leading back into the room we've just been in yeah it's good for us to name these rooms i think guys so there's the wall room we've done already we're in the um piston room our word for the day we've got the cube room yep which Enkidu is currently in yep and in the wall room as we went in it was white as we went in and then black on the way back out. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's right. So potentially, if you went through that black door on the other side of the cube room you're in, maybe would it take you back into the walled room? Is it worth me just having a little peek? Should I, go, should I run across the room? I, I might activate something, but I can run across the room and have a peek. Have a little peek, I shout from about 60 foot away. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run and have a little peek. In the, the room with this forge mm-hmm. in it, both of the other doors are locked. It's locked. And I'm going to run back to Enkidu. <laughs> so, regroup. We can get into the, into the forge room, but we can't get anywhere else from there because there's two doors in there. They're both locked. We can be in the piston room. We can get from the wall room right across through the piston room, but only to that other room where all the doors are locked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can be in here and, Kai, you found something that can turn this on and off, we think. Yeah, there's um, there's two uh, silver metal rods and there's a control panel with a crank that says on and off. Can I go and have a little look at this control panel? I'm not touching them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Orin, if you could make uh, just an acrobatics or an athletics check to get in. Oh, yeah. Ten. Ten, it takes you a while, but yeah, like it's a, it's a really tight squeeze. At one point, you do get stuck slightly upside down <laughs> and it's only with Gaius sort of getting out of the space pulling you through Ow. that like you managed to oh that's my shoulder uh, to, to make it okay. in oh that is a squeeze thanks guy and yeah again so there's a silver sigil basically under your feet as you're sort of crouched in this space so a silver sigil uh, like as in the symbol again the triangle symbol with the cock? yeah 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 the, the of the um the wingthrop symbol triangle with the gear at each corner next to this sigil on either side are metal rods sticking up out of the ground probably about half a feet silver in color and again, in front is a small control panel with an on-off crank. And the metal rods just are literally... They don't look like the table leg or anything? Not like the table leg. They just uh, they don't seem to be moving. They do seem to be embedded into the ground. Sat there. Have you relayed this to us? Yeah, I'll by... shout. I'll shout do they, do they look like wire could be attached That's to either one of them? Yeah, like wrap wire around them. I don't know what it'll do, but... Do I know about like solenoids and things? 
Maybe it needs to be turned on for something to happen. Yeah. Maybe we should we should do something. Maybe yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're fine to go through this green door. What we don't want to do is go through this black door, I think, because that'll take us back into the stairwell. Mm. But if we go through this green door, we can go through the red door. We can go straight through the red door here and it'll end up in the same place from what I imagine and I'm guessing. But that might be wrong. So it's a choice of us either choosing to do the puzzle in the piston room or in the forge. Maybe. Or we might end up having to do both. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we see what happens when we turn on this control panel here first? Is everyone clear of any moving machinery before they do turn it on? Yeah. Let's do that. The, Let's the only person who clear. isn't clear is clear is Orin. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm feeling pretty safe here. Mm. I'll I'll go into the for I'll go into the forge room. Mm. Cool. Yep. So you climb through, join Enkidu and Juna. Mm-hmm. That end. Gwendolyn still stood back at the uh, the um, wall room. The wall room. Okay, Gwen. Do you want to do you want to start making your way through? Because I'm next to this control thing. So if this turns on, I might be able to turn it off again. Um. It's on off currently. I'm assuming it's currently on off. Yeah. Well, make my way through to where the others are, the, the green yeah. door. Yeah. Because I I don't know if we have to shut that door in order to open the other door. Okay. Right. What was the clearest route to get there? She's asking the others is the route that she needs to do so she can do it as quickly as possible. There was something about climbing through the centre. If you do that one, then you end up upside down. Okie dokie. All right. So, it's uh, quite high though, Gwen. Gwendolyn uh, leaves the table top, propping the door open as best she can. And she goes mm-hmm. as quickly as she possibly can the route that the others have just told her to go. Nice. Make a... Um... With everybody's sort of input of like where for you to put your feet and stuff, um, make a, an acrobatics check with advantage. By the way, I don't know where the wire and things ended up. I, I wouldn't mind having the wire if I'm sat here. Yeah, I, I presumed that yeah. you got it. Yeah, me too. I gave it to Warren just because I was like, yeah, yeah. wires, that's your thing. <laughs> 14? 14, yeah, that's, that's, that's enough to sort of squeeze through. And yeah, you make it quite comfortably to the other side. Everybody sort of stepping back, keeping the door open. But from where you are, you can't even see Orin. Like he's just in a crawl space somewhere in amongst all of the machinery. Do I try turning it on? Go for it. We're clear. I'll try turning it on. As soon as you turn it on, is anybody propping the green door open? Yes. As soon as it's turned on, all of these pistons start like slowly pumping away and then they get faster and faster and hot air starts like sprouting out all over the place. There are some that start slamming down directly in front of the door. But at the same time, Gwendolyn, you can feel that this door is trying to close itself and it's slowly like pushing you into the room. She's using all her strength oh, to like put... Help! Oh, oh. I'll turn it off, I'll turn it off, I'll turn it off. Yep, uh, Orin, can you make a sleight of hand check, please? Sleight of hand, yes I can. 17. 17, nice. So as you're sort of stuck in this tiny, tiny space, like you have literally like pieces of metal slamming together directly above your head. And like Mm -hmm. you feel that if you were to put your fingers slightly too far over, you'd lose them. You do not feel safe here. You know that you are, but you do not feel it. However, as you're sat there, you can see with the opening and closing pistons all around you, you've actually got a view of all four doors in the room. As you're watching, you're seeing them like like access to them like becoming available like and then being slammed shut again so as you pull the uh the crank to turn it off which two doors would you like to remain accessible do you know what green and blue Mm. i think that's a good choice yeah good choice good choice we can get to red red elsewhere (laughs) 
Nice. Green and blue. Um, yeah, so as you look back toward the white door, pistons have slammed down so that you can't actually get to it, even though you can still kind of see that the door is propped open. White door, yeah. But yeah, you, you now have access to the green and blue doors. So yeah, so blue and green. I'll stop the machine. We're like, okay, I think you can come through now. I think we can get to the blue door. So yeah, I'm going to climb through to the blue door. You know. Is everybody climbing through? I'm wondering if I should hold on to it, the green door until we've opened the blue door until we know that it opens just in case they're no, kind of attached to yeah. each other opening Go lines, I don't I'm going to gingerly push the blue door while Gwen's holding open the green door absolutely um, and the blue door does open mm-hmm. as you sort of like squeeze your way through I'm not going to make you make another check you sort of get over there push it open okay keep holding it open I'm coming I'm on my way and as the green door closes behind you Gwendolyn yeah. that's where we're in the episode <laughs> oh <laughs> David <laughs> oh I've just drawn the next one Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I've been furiously drawing as well. Yeah, same. You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master, Ben Galpin as Orin, Chris Watts as Gaius, Daryl Bailey as Enkidu. Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn and Vicky Gaskin as Juna. Original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. Anon for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. 
Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.